Alberta's premier innovation event. InVentures brings together industry, entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, and many more. Held this past June 1st through 3rd, InVentures 2022 was a hit. The following is a very small cross-section of some who were on the floor demoing what they offer. So sit back, relax, and welcome to Shift. President of Business Development for Osprey, also one of the co-owners. Um, so Osprey is uh, a fusion of commercial aviators and an industrial inspection specialist. Okay. Uh, so we specialize in oil and gas inspections utilizing uh, drones or, or remotely piloted aircraft systems. Um, not only do we do inspections and integrity work in oil and gas, but we also branch out doing LIDAR work, um, GPS LIDAR work. Okay, LIDAR, yeah. Yep. Um, also fixed wing and vertical takeoff, so large area mapping. Uh, we just finished a successful mapping of the entire city of Kelowna. Oh, wow. Yeah, so not only small ins- inspections, but also large scale um, pipeline corridors, entire cities. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we, we started out as, as looking to... Um, branch the coexistence of safety and efficiency in oil and gas, you mm-hmm. know, taking the, the dangerous aspect out of confined space entry and implementing uh, drones in to take care of that. Oh, okay. So this drone so- here that you can see here, the Ilios 2, a uh, cage drone um, made for confined space. We operate this in any, any space that is, um, you know, hazardous to go into, right. too small for a person to go into. We're talking culverts, pipelines, into tanks. Um, stacks. Wow, it's uh, impressive. Chimneys, yeah. So the, for, for the people that uh, weren't at Inventures, mm-hmm. you had this small little drone flying around in the room earlier yeah, above so people's heads, uh, and it was pretty cool. It's in a yeah, it's it's great. Uh, show people what where technology is going and and where it is at right now. Uh, the Ilios too. It's it's in a carbon fiber cage. Basically, looks like a soccer ball with holes in it that you yep. can kick around. <laughs> it has uh, ten thousand lumens of lighting. Um, that we can adjust while we're flying to see uh, profiling or um, pitting if we need different angles on it, different shadowing right, to okay. see different defects okay. um, of the assets themselves. Um, we take a 4K video and then we turn that into uh, a integrity-based report and okay. submit that off to our clients. Cool. Yeah. Now, can you? what about sensors for detecting, like if you're inside a, a, a tank or a well, like to see if there's noxious gases? Is there... uh, so that, that is coming. Um, okay. We're actually bringing in... Um, so I anticipated phase two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. We're actually bringing in, it's called the Valero T out of Switzerland. It is, uh, it's going to revolutionize... Um, ultrasonic testing and uh, wow. thickness testing so it's going to be able to rotate 360 degrees so you'll be able to get any angle under the sun uh, there's going to be three different sensors on it so electric um, ultrasonic sorry um, to do thickness emat electric magnetic acoustic thickness testing oh wow and okay. dry film thickness so paints coatings um, so we're doing metal testing in oil and gas facilities bridges um you know the the structure that we're standing in right now telus convention center we'd be mm-hmm. looking at hvac systems some cool. of the piles that are that are holding up uh you know the entire structure itself yeah you look yeah. outside these windows plus 15 getting into those as well right. where you'd have to bring in lifts and shut down roads and 
and have people on elevated platforms where now we're staying boots on the ground and, and sending the robots. To the Sipping work. coffee and flying drones. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So where are you guys based out of? We're based out of uh, Cochrane, Alberta. We have nice. satellite offices in Kamloops, uh, Lloydminster, and uh, Vancouver Island as well. Cool. Yeah. Final question. What does an event like InVentures mean to you guys? Uh, you know, it's it's a lot uh, a lot about who we are as a company. You know, we're, we're on the leading edge of technology with drones. Um, we like to compare it to the old old ways of, of laptops. Uh, a few years ago, whereas every 12 to 18 months, it's a new one coming out. Same with the drone industry right now. We have to stay on top of it. Uh, the reason we stay on top of it is to bro- provide that expertise to our clients right. so they don't have to go out and search what's coming up. You know, every, every person can come up and say they can fly a drone. Um, and it's finding out what drones work, right. where the pinpoints are, and how to effectively do it, and, and how to safely do it cool. under the regulations. Now, if people want to learn more, where do they go? Uh, so they can go to, probably our best one is our LinkedIn page, Osprey okay. Integrity Limited, okay. on LinkedIn, also ospreyintegrity.com, um, for our website and, and our contact there. Um, you have uh, the four main guys, uh, Cortland uh, Pank, who is the, the founder, and the brainchild behind it, or it's his brainchild. Uh, Matt Wolf, um, who has 23 years of commercial aviation experience in manned aircraft, uh, so actually flying. Uh, Jason Brownlee, who comes from an environmental background and is also a commercial aviator. Oh, so, yeah, we're a, a big combination. Uh, we have uh, over 40 years of, of flying experience of manned aircrafts and convert that into to drones now. And, uh, right on. Yeah. That's cool. Well, thank you very much. Sure. Hi, my name is Kevin Day, and I'm here uh, representing PitchBook Data, and I'm a senior business development manager with them, specializing in working with startups. Excellent. Nice to meet you. So tell us a little bit of what uh, PitchBook does. For sure. So basically, how you can think of PitchBook is we are a research company, and the whole goal of PitchBook is to provide validated information on private capital market transactions. So we're really tracking the flow of capital from where it originates with the LPs, where they invest into on the fund level, and then all the way down into portfolio companies and picking up things uh, like pre and post money valuations, cap table history, deal multiples, lead partners on deals that just aren't publicly available. Okay. Now, how how early of a company do you get involved with? Like, at what stage is ideal for you guys? So, typically, I like to work with seed-backed companies um, or folks who are raising their seed. Um, we do work with bootstrapped companies for sure, um, but it does typically make a little bit more sense if you do have some outside funding. But okay. okay. Now, if people want to learn more, where do they go? Uh, yeah, you can go directly to pitchbook.com and learn quite a bit more. We've got great videos um, that can really walk you through your specific use cases. Right on. Now, tell me a little, just the last question. When you see an event like InVentures, you participate in this, what does this mean to, to you? Well, this is the first time PitchBook has come to Calgary, and when I report back to my higher-ups, I'll tell them that this was an amazing event, very well put together, um, and it really has created uh, an ecosystem that PitchBook can tap into that we were ignorant to previously. Right. So we're really excited to sink our teeth in and see what else we can do here. Right on. Thank you very much. Of course. Hi, my name is Sassan Pasha. I'm founder and CEO of Sensor Drive Technology. We are building a new marketplace for unused building amenities worldwide. Unused building, building amenities worldwide. worldwide. So give me an example of an unused business yes. amenity. So, so to give you a context, you know that nearly 40% of the pollution comes from the vehicles that we drive. Yeah. 
the obvious solution is to buy electric vehicles. And governments are forcing to do by 2030. Yep. But where would we find enough parking and charging infrastructure? Mm -hmm. And what if we could create that out of thin air? Oh, that's right? magic. And that's what we did. So look around. There are billions of assets already built, such mm -hmm. as parking, charging, bike cages. Mm -hmm. But they are behind gates and doors, which you don't have access to. Okay. So we create a platform that turns your phone into remote control so you can book any of these amenities on demand and generate new revenues for building owners. Oh, okay. And by doing that, we help new developments yeah. not to build as much anymore because we're optimizing the spaces. The existing spaces. Yes. Oh. And then we reduce the cost of new development yep. and also help them with reduce carbon footprint through the embodied carbon emission. And with cities, we help them to uh, manage the pollution and the roaming and also keeping the pressure off from the curbside mm -hmm. and pushing it to the buildings mm -hmm. to make room available for other important priority of deliveries and mobilities. I see, okay. Building owners also get to uh, generate new revenue streams by sharing their amenities that are already built, okay. either internally or externally. Now, are there other amenities as well, or is it pri primarily at this so, point? So, uh, the biggest amenity available to any building is their parking, yeah. and also charging becomes the next building yeah. because it becomes super important. So, uh, bike cages for supporting multimodal support. Mm -hmm. You know, today you are on your bike, tomorrow you want to drive, right? Mm -hmm. So, all of those amenities become super critical to support the growth of these networks. Right, okay. If you are a car share owner, if you have a fleet owner, if you are a delivery, then you get to use these amenities on demand. Through your phone and it's app-based? It's, like? it's app-based, so all you need to carry is your smartphone, which you do, mm -hmm. but you get to connect and and then um, and access those amenities. Right, okay. And now you guys are based out of Vancouver, you said? Vancouver, and we are live. We're generating It's revenue. live. It's going on in Vancouver right yes, now. Correct. And what are, what are you doing in Calgary right now? So uh, we were essentially selected to pitch as a finalist in one of the categories, and we got invited to come and a pitch tomorrow live in front of a live audience of investors and thought leaders. So we're going to uh, watch for us to uh, Excellent. To right on. Live. Congratulations. Thank that's you cool. so much. Now that's through the Ventures. Through the Ventures. Nice. Absolutely. Good for you. So, and then we got selected through a lot of companies that they were screening. Yeah. Um, so, but today, I'm sort of like trying to connect with more investors and partnerships so we can actually create new hubs in Calgary yeah, right. and other cities as well. Sure. So now, what does this event mean to you as an entrepreneur, having something like InVentures in Calgary here? It's, it's, it's a great space to make connections and then get connected to other entrepreneurs. Today, for example, I met amazing people who are doing a lot of inspiring ideas. And through that, we can also create partnerships. So today, I create a new partnership that we can actually foster as, as part of our relationship building. Congratulations. And without the inventors, we couldn't get that. Hmm. Right. So well, as that's an entrepreneur, awesome. yeah. we always want to get creating and innovating and figuring out what are the new ways that we can grow and expand. Right and inventors on. is one of the... My name is Fred Munn. I'm with Pure Life Carbon. We are in the substrate or growing medium business for indoor controlled agriculture. Ah, like vertical farming? Vertical farming, anything under glass that you see. It's a massively exploding sector. There's globally uh, the need for good sustainable food is everywhere. So it's, it's a growing sector. The challenge is what they're growing in each of the plants. Okay. Primarily, they're growing in either peat moss, 
or rock wool. Rock wool being like insulation. Oh, right. Yeah, so okay. That's why I've heard of that. Uh, peat moss over in the EU. There's active um, steps to banning it by 2030. Banning peat moss. Yes. And why? Peat bogs are one of the best carbon sinks on the planet. Uh, when they strip and mine that peat bog, it releases the greenhouse gas emissions back out in the environment. It counts for between 5 to 9% of the global greenhouse gas emissions. Well, is environmentally horrible because, again, insulation, it doesn't break down. It's okay when insulation is put into a commercial building or your house and it yep. sits there for 100 years. But in a growing environment where every 10 or 12 weeks they're done with it because the plants have come to maturity, it ends up in landfill, big problem. Sure. So both those substrates are the most popular, and they're getting pushed away. So you can imagine the vacuum that's getting created in this massively growing indoor sector, and all the substrates are, are losing their way. Right. We are a carbon-based material. We actually, through sustainable forest management... We grow, we've, we uh, reforest and select harvest bamboo from different parts of the world. Okay. We put the bamboo through a treatment process. We pyrolyze it. What does that mean, pyrolyze? It's basically cooking it in a giant ah. oven okay. with, in the absence of oxygen. And so instead of it flaring up and turning into ash, we shrink it down into a carbon shell. Oh, okay. Produces heat and energy, which can be used to heat small communities and villages and whatnot, creates uh, biofuels on the side. Not a new technology. It's been around for a long time, pyrolysis. Okay. So we use that. We create our raw material. We bring that raw material back to Canada. We put it through our process where we treat it. We alter that carbon. We create what we call charge carbon. Charge carbon. Charge carbon. That's our flagship product. Okay. That is what we offered to the indoor agricultural sector. It's a standalone, soilless grow medium. So they can put their plant in our carbon material and it grows exceptionally well. Mm. So we're finding that our growers, are, plants are coming to maturity yeah. much quicker. Okay. The fruit that it's yield, there's more of it and it's bigger. So wow. from a profitability perspective for our growers, it's been received very well. Price point is right on, bang on with the current substrates out there. Okay. But overall, the green environmental story is part of our business. We are a carbon-negative business start to finish. Carbon-negative? We are carbon-negative. Okay. So from the time of our sustainable forestry management and how we harvest our bamboo, yep. the pyrolysis, to the use within ours, we're keeping things uh, material out of landfill, our product is recyclable, it can be used over and over again, it can be found other uses, end up in traditional outdoor farming, landscaping, golf courses, all kinds of different uses for it. After it's already been used once, twice, three times, maybe even up to 20, it can find its final home back into the soils. Right. It's biodegradable. Or Mother Earth. Of course. So our entire circular economy that we have with this Mm. is very strong. Mm -hmm. We believe that it's got an excellent carbon credit story as well. That's cool. And where are you guys based out of, Fred? Our facility is in Red Deer. Oh, nice. So about a year and a half ago, we took on 22,000 square feet there. Uh, Building out our facility, we got about six months into it, and we realized, oh my gosh, we need a bigger boat. (laughs) So we've added another 15,000 square feet onto that. We believe we have that facility 150% sold out already. We're now looking to expand and grow additional, create additional facilities to something. Good for you. Oh, that's great. Now, let me just ask you one final question. What does an event like this mean to an entrepreneur, a business person like yourself? You know, 
it's really hard to get our story out there. Mm-hmm. We have such a tremendous story, so we all know who we know, but coming to events like this to meet people that are interested in innovation, yeah. they're interested in new technology, they want to hear the stories of young entrepreneurs and the businesses out there, so you've got people that are here coming to us wanting to hear these great stories. Mm-hmm. I'm one of many in this facility, so... We love, the, we love the fact that we can be here and have these conversations. Hello, my name is Robin. I'm a business partner with the health team at Alberta Bates. Hi, I'm Tammy Ma Frazier. I'm executive director of Health Platforms. Now, when I see the pull-up banner, it says, are you ethically prepared for the future? What does that mean? Ethically prepared for what? Technology development has a lot of risks um, and engages a lot of stakeholders. Uh, we understanding of how technology impacts stakeholders and understanding their values impacts how technology be uptake, like how it will be accepted by people. So ethical considerations is, to, is how we consider relationships and how we want to develop as a society. Okay, so how we'd want to develop as a society while we're supporting and investing in innovation. Exactly, yes. Okay, so let's say I'm a company and I'm uh, working on artificial intelligence uh, technology. Would I come through you guys for some sort of assessment? Or how would it work? How would that... It's a great question, John, and I think that um, oftentimes we understand ethics through our own lens, and we don't really understand necessarily that we're ethical, why would we do something that's unethical? And sometimes those things are unhidden. And with technology innovation moving at such a rapid pace, um, essentially as you make your decisions, different ethical risks can can come up. So what we want to do, and the intention of the Ethics and Innovation Program is develop some pragmatic tools for innovators, whether you are a developer implementing technology technology or a consumer start to look at identify and mitigate the risks. And so over time we're developing these tools and guidelines to help individuals actually sort through that maze of ethics concerns. I see. Now how does this relate to the other ethics programs at Alberta Innovates? So um, there's a number of ethics programs that we have at Alberta Innovates. One of them is um, the Health Research Ethics Board of Alberta, and that actually is if you're doing a research study. You would have to actually, as part of the regulations, go through get REB approval. Okay. Then what happens is we have another program called Arecki, and Arecki helps individuals who are doing quality improvement and evaluation um, and look at the ethical risks behind that one. It also includes human services. What we realized is that there's a gap. So there's individuals who are doing um, real interesting discovery work, looking at how do I build an algorithm? How do I look at, essentially, um, start to develop apps or things like that? It's not a research question. It's not evaluation. It's not quality improvement. It's really, you know, how do I start to look at data and look at data different ways? And data, oftentimes, or can actually be attached to individuals in terms of having information and having that actually is ethics concerns can be around that. Uh, of course. Okay, so again, an an- on anonymized data, right? Or That's if it's not anonymized, it. yep. then clean data, data sets, is that like... Yeah, but it also could be in the sense of just looking at your data set. So, you know, depending on what data sets you're utilizing, yeah. it could bias your interpretation okay. or your results, right? And how do we know that once the algorithm is built, essentially what comes out of it, that that actually is what you intend to do, right? And so all the way along, there's actually different ethics risks. One of the mm. things that we want to make sure that we don't 
are doing is we're isolating a population, right? Just because, uh, you know, let's say, for instance, um, when we're building something, we want to be inclusive. We want to think about equity, diversion, and inclusivity. And what happens is, is that if we don't have data, let's say, on the homeless population, that group will not be included in the algorithm you're developing, right? right? Okay. So now, how long has this particular program been around for? Uh, this program has been around for maybe a year. We're just okay. un- we just started our stakeholder engagement at Inventures. Oh, excellent. Okay. Collecting stakeholder requirements, understanding their needs, and helping us shape how we can move forward, right? Okay. So, now, pardon me. So stakeholders, then, that includes entrepreneurs and... Entrepreneurs, okay, innovators, the innovators, the PSI researchers. And, okay. Okay. So the end goal, then, how would you define the end goal of... of this initiative. The end goal is to have is to break down silos and to create a digital ecosystem where people can have conversations about how we can do better. You know, um, right now the challenges that we are facing are not are challenges of collaboration, challenges right. of coordination, right? And how do, how can we do that? And I think having conversations around ethics, having conversations around how we can move forward is where we need to go. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank, thank you, John. John. Shift can be found online at shift.albertainnovates.ca or email us at shift at albertainnovates.ca. On behalf of everyone here, I'm John. Until next time, have a great day.